Deuteronomy 6, 4-5 Moses gives the first command. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. In Matthew 22, 34-40, Jesus prioritizes this command. In this meditation, we will go deeper exploring this command. Let's inwardly sense with love and compassion how this command became a focus of Jesus. Jesus emphasizes this command in Matthew 22, Mark 12.30, and Luke 10.27. To help with this experience, please listen to the meditation episode on love or carefully review 1 Corinthians 13 to understand how love is a necessary component. Think about what love feels like and how we sense it. We must use both our minds and hearts with our love for God. Let's listen to Moses with all our hearts and minds. Let's learn how he described the command. Let's also give particular attention to the instructions he provided on how to respond with it. Questions will be provided to help us think deeper and learn differently. Remember, thinking is an experience. Let's look inwardly as we explore this command and try to keep open for new learning. Remember, pause at any time. Think deeper and discuss your thoughts and senses. Here we go. Deuteronomy 6, 4-5 Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. How can we love God with all our heart? At ancienthebrew.org, it describes the Hebrew word for heart to involve two pictures. It says when the pictures are combined, it means the authority within. So when the Old Testament uses the word heart, it probably means the authority within us. What is our inward authority? How does our inward authority influence what we do? How can we love God with our inward authority? Have we ever loved anything with our all? Have we given our all to love God? If you are listening to this with others, take a moment, pause, and share. It is crucial that we improve our thinking about doing what Jesus teaches. Moses and Jesus give instructions. Are we doing them? Can we do them better? Our doing will be dependent upon how and what we think. Can we love God with our inward authority better? If yes, how so? Will we pray differently? Would we speak differently? Will we humble ourselves more? Would we be more patient or kind? What else might we do? Can we love God more when we are with our loved ones, family, friends, co-workers, or neighbors? Can we do it better while traveling at school or at events? Are we thinking or meditating how to do it better? Is the priority of God and Jesus our priority? Take a moment, pause, and share. Is our idea of love in agreement with 1 Corinthians 13? How so? Or why not? 
Moses provides some guidance to help us improve with this command. Let's listen to what he writes. Verse 6 says, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. Remember, heart includes the mind. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and your gates. What is your first inward reaction to these instructions? Does it seem impossible or possible? Do you feel overwhelmed by the description or encouraged? Do we agree with them or disagree? Are they valid or invalid? Are we willing to practice them or not? Did Jesus practice these or something similar? As we honestly and sincerely search ourselves with such questions, we can experience discomfort. Deeper questions may be challenging to us. Progress toward change can involve new learning that is uncomfortable. Such discomfort can be the way toward improvement. Let's open our minds to God, pray for help, listen for direction, wait for strength. We all are in different places with faith and love. We each can improve if we are willing. Let's share about how we can grow and avoid any patting ourselves on the back for our accomplishments. Let's avoid self-condemnation. Let's encourage our inward being with forgiveness and mercy. Let's seek patience and truth. Let's convince ourselves about the truth, that we can improve our love with God. Moses provided some clear, tangible instructions on how to respond with the great command. Let's explore some of these instructions. What does it mean to teach them diligently? Is teaching diligently different than just teaching? What if we don't have children? Should we teach our spouse or friends? Should we teach ourselves to love God with our all? Can we teach something we don't do? What sort of teaching would we have if we did not love God with our all? Would our teaching be different if we love God just a little bit, a couple days a week? Would our teaching be affected if we loved other things like money, sex, people-pleasing, pride, vanity, food, gambling, drugs, etc. Would our teaching be better if we were loving God with our all or even more than what we do? Take a moment, pause, and share. Matthew twenty-two thirty-four through 40 But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question testing him, and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. 
This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So what does it mean? On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets? Does it position the rest of the law and the prophets to be lower than this great command? This is a priority set by Jesus and Moses. Do we believe what Jesus is saying here? If we love God, but still have other loves of money, food, sex, drugs, etc., how would that impact our love for God or for others? Wouldn't that be contaminated love? Would it be good to evaluate ourselves, since we all sin, to understand how contaminated our love is? Are we ready and willing to see this truth about ourselves? Take a moment, pause, and share. Experiencing God's love has been sort of like walking downstairs into a pool of God's grace. It's free. It's a gift. I can jump right in giving my all or merely dip my toes in it. I can walk into it and then walk out of it. This pool of grace, this free gift, I can choose to be in it or not. What do you think about this story on free will? Did God give us free will? Is God responsible for our choices or is it up to us? Does God make us do things? Who makes our decisions? Do we blame others or the world around us? Do we blame God? Do we blame ourselves believing we are responsible and in control while telling ourselves at the same time we can't change. Can we choose God more often than we do? Can we humble ourselves more to do God's will? Are we willing to give up more time and control to serve God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength? Take a moment. Pause. Share. When will we begin? How will we begin? Subtle reminders and prompts toward godly good are very important and must not be minimized. Moses listed descriptions on how to remind ourselves and pursue growth. Ultimately, because of free will, it is our own decision. Let's choose God. Let's choose God right now. One way to do it is go to inwardauthority.com and study the character traits of God. Do it continuously, daily. Bring God's character traits into your consciousness and ponder how to live with them better. It can slowly grow with you over time if you continue in it. Remember, the yoke is easy and burden is light if we give ourselves over to that yoke and walk with God. Keep listening, keep learning, keep digging, keep exploring, keep remembering God. Thank you for listening and may good things happen to you.